We begin with the latest COVID-19 test results. 227 tests are in. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee says three are positive, and all three are travelers who returned positive results after routine screening. They are all asymptomatic and will remain in isolation. The number of people in isolation right now, either at a government facility or in their homes, is required by the Medical Officer of Health, is at 985. A misunderstanding leads to pay increases for some 20 employees of the Cayman Turtle Center. That, according to Chief Operating Officer Peggy Hamilton, testifying before the Public Accounts Committee today. So it involved the HR manager, it involved me, and it involved the CEO. And it was all through a misunderstanding. There was never any intention to hide this. There was never any intention to continue it. It was just I finally had a chance to do my due diligence and realized that it wasn't interpreted the way it should be. Ms. Hamilton outlined a series of events that occurred when she took on the post of chief operating officer, from dealing with outstanding audits to working with the Anti-Corruption Commission on anomalies in spending, which are now the subject of legal proceedings. But it took a year and more to find out the misunderstanding. Again, it's just my first opportunity to go back and do my due diligence and read it again and really question it. Again, I guess that's part of my corporate snitch, if you want to call it a corporate snitch, is that I went back and actually questioned it and double-checked and said, okay, this is not quite right. So that was my first opportunity to do that. Should I have done it earlier? Absolutely. I should have. The CEO was always, was also one of the beneficiaries of the two jump, and he didn't see, he didn't find it out either. We were all under the same, uh, of understanding. Again, I read out my memo. I was one of the very first ones that I was given. So he assumed that the pay policy guide, as it was stated in the form, was being carried out correctly. The increases were supposed to be a one-time only event, not recurring. Ms. Hamilton says the total financial impact, $27,303 CI. She says she is awaiting board instructions on next steps. The Honorable Chief Magistrate and Elections Revising Officer Ms. Nova Hall will begin sittings for hearing claims and objections from registering officers and members of the public to entries in the October 20, 2020 revised list of electors. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more. Any persons with questions, and especially those voters who have pending claims or objections, are encouraged to contact the Elections Office at 949-8047 or the Registering Office for each electoral district. This is the final checking for accuracy and completeness exercise for the January 1, 2021 official list of electors. For Georgetown West, Central, South, North and East, Red Bay and Prospect, the hearings are the 3rd and 4th of December at 10 a.m., for Newland, Savannah, and Bodentown West and East, the hearings are December 7th at 10 a.m. For West Bay Central South and North, as well as North Side and East End, the hearings are all December 8th at 10 a.m. All hearings are at the Elections Office Conference Room at Baytown Office Suites at 63 West Bay Road in Georgetown. Registration for the next Register of Electors is underway, and voter registration forms are currently being accepted for the April 1st, 2021 Register of Electors. The registration period closes on January 4th, 2021. The April 1st, 2021 list of electors will be used for the May 2021 general elections. Voter registration application forms can be downloaded from www.elections.ky. Completed forms along with the supporting documentation can be dropped off at the elections office or emailed to office at elections.ky. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. You can find out more at elections.ky.
Registration begins for government's annual National Community Enhancement Project. Unemployed Caymanians who meet the criteria will work on cleaning up communities across the islands for a two-week period, starting December 7th. Knight's Project Coordinator Loy Kellyman says registration will be a bit different this time around. Those persons who've worked with NICE for the last two, three years before, all we need them to do is complete an application form and drop it off at the various drop boxes, which will be at the place, most of the places that they would have collected the application forms. Or they may also take a picture of the application form and WhatsApp it into us or to email it into us. Physical registration will only be for first-time applicants. And when they come, they will need to bring their form as well as a photo ID and either their passport or voter's ID or a birth certificate. Or if they're married to Caymanians, they will also need to bring a RERC, which is a Residency Employment Rights Certificate, or a passport with a, va a valid passport with a stamp in it. Officials will also be following the guidelines for the number of persons who can travel in a vehicle at one time. Returning NICE workers can hand in their applications at the NICE drop boxes, at district public libraries, at work, or the Government Administration Building, no later than 12 noon, December 2nd. Dart and Intercontinental Hotels and Resorts announce a new hotel is in the works for Grand Cayman, Hotel Indigo. Dart Senior Manager Public Relations, Susanna DeSarum. The plans are for a 282-room upscale hotel including multiple restaurants, an expansive pool deck, and a rooftop bar. Subject to approval from the Central Planning Authority, we hope to open the Caribbean's first Hotel Indigo in 2024. Plans are for the boutique-style hotel to be located south to another IHG hotel property on island, the Kimpton Seafire Resort and Spa. Dart says the upcoming project will create hundreds of jobs during the three-year construction period. Hurricane season officially is over. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego has the National Weather Service 2020 hurricane season summary. Noting that the 2020 Atlantic hurricane season has been the most active on record, the Weather Service said it had also been very active for the Cayman Islands with direct impacts from six storms. These were divided into two sets, higher level impacts including Tropical Storm Laura, Hurricane Delta and Tropical Storm Eta. Lower level impacts included Tropical Storm Marco, Tropical Storm Nana and Hurricane Zeta. The Weather Service, which today issued wind and marine warnings for Wednesday and Thursday ahead of an expected cold front, reminded the public that storms and other severe weather may occur at any time throughout the year. A total of 31 tropical and subtropical depressions, 30 named storms, 13 hurricanes and six major hurricanes formed throughout the 2020 season. It also became the second season to use the Greek letter storm naming system. The first ever Ocean Heroes Caribbean Boot Camp is taking place this month, and organizers are encouraging Cayman's youth to join in this unique experience. Plastic Free Cayman's Claire Hughes. We actually had a youth summit planned. So we'd had about 100 um, Cayman youth sign up, and that was going to take place and basically help educate um, our youth on the dangers of plastic pollution. But COVID happened and we went into lockdown, so we had to cancel it. Basically, it's gone from a Plastic Free Cayman Youth Summit to now a whole Caribbean regional boot camp in association with Ocean Heroes and Captain Planet and Lonely Whale. So it's grown. Local partners include Plastic Free Cayman and Protect Our Future. The boot camp will be held virtually for 11 to 18-year-olds interested in ocean conservation. And they don't necessarily want to be taught by somebody my age. The youth, the young, the youngsters, are leading. So they're the squad leaders. So Marley, how old are you? 17. 17. And Dinara? 
Miss Hughes says the event has been created and curated for Youth of Caribbean Nations. Miss Hughes says the event has been created and curated for Youth of Caribbean Nations to help create collaboration and solutions to ocean health issues that affect their home communities but are common across their shared sea. The boot camp will take place over the span of a week and each day there will be opportunities to meet with their squad and compete in challenges for points and prizes to engage with interesting videos, lectures, and fun activities. Participants will develop an Ocean Heroes campaign plan, participate in live streaming Q&As, and attend watch parties. We're, we're so happy to have, um, we're not sure how many Cayman youth have signed up yet, but there's still spaces. With maximum 300 youth from all around the Caribbean. And with Plastic Free Cayman and Protect Our Future as, as the hosts, um, we, it's the first time it's been done. And so hopefully this is going to be like uh, an example for even other regional boot camps the Ocean Heroes Caribbean Boot Camp under the theme One Caribbean, One Sea takes place December 6th and the 11th through the 13th. For more information, visit OceanHeroesHQ.com forward slash boot camp. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's Newsroom. I'm April Cummings.